The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the producers, the affiliates, or digital platforms hosting this podcast. All content is for the purposes of education, conjecture, and at times entertainment. We promote inclusiveness and diversity. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Into the Deep with Jay Costa. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Into the Deep. I am Jay Costa. I am so excited about today's guest, a dear friend whom I've known for a long time, many years now. I'm ecstatic, uh, not just because they're a phenomenal musician and songwriter, but also, most importantly, because they're such a wonderful human being, such a good soul, who I am blessed to consider a friend in this plane of existence. Today's guest is Marcos Curiel of P.O.D. His band is celebrating the 20th anniversary of their satellite album, the platinum award-winning album that I'm sure some people have heard, many people have heard some great songs off of that album. And today, we're not just talking about music, although that's to be expected because we're both musicians. And I don't think there's a day that goes by that I can't or that I won't talk about music. But we talk about some really great stuff. We talk about some really great reading recommendations. Uh, We talk about what it means and what it takes to be a better human being. And we talk about Marcus's journey for his health, his uh, inner health as well as his outer health. Things that I find very important. And, you know, it's no wonder that Marcos and I have continuously stayed in each other's lives since we've met whom I owe a great deal to my dear friend Bill Curran and also Jonah Jenkins it's kind of a a story that we can get into another time but um people like Marcos I just resonate with on such a deeper level and I've known that ever since the first time I met him and even through our discussion today it's really about vibration you know uh, we kind of jump into that a little bit. We talk about how some people think it's, you know, hippy dippy, so to speak, talking about vibes, man. But, uh, you know, we really believe in it. We really believe in it. And uh, I think a lot of folks today are really coming to understand and really grasp what it means to vibe with other people, you know. And uh, as a musician, you know, you feel that with other musicians when you're jamming with someone as an artist, as someone who is a creative. But even when you meet someone on the street or you meet someone at a cafe, a complete stranger, you know when you just jive with somebody, right? Relationships, friends, you know, all of these connections that we make with folks. There's a reason why we have the connection with individuals that we have. And it's no wonder that Nikola Tesla talked about frequency and vibration right and that those vibrations are felt and it is the key to the universe and i truly believe that so without further ado let's jump right in as we seek light in this journey into the deep with marcos enjoy yeah so thanks thanks for wanting to do this brother i really appreciate it It means a lot to me well first off Thanks for even thinking of me. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here, man. Ah, oh, dude. It uh 
really warms my heart, you know, just because like, you know, we've, we've kept in touch, um, over the years and like, you know, we get to see each other and like, you know, bits and pieces and, uh, just that love has always just been there for you. And, uh, so thank you for just being awesome, man. Well, I'm excited, bro. Let's do this. Yeah. Right on. So what have you been up to my friend? What is new and astounding in your life right now? Um, I guess, uh, for me, just trying to uh, spread love on all fronts, man. Trying to be a better person um, when it comes to mind, body, and soul, spirit. You know, I uh, if you haven't noticed, I've, I've been on a health journey for the past four years. <clears throat> and uh, I basically have been uh, trying to work to better myself on the physical front, but also on the mental front and the spiritual front. So it all goes hand in hand. It's like, you know, that PMA bro, like straight up, like if you think about it, people work out their muscles, their biceps, you got to work on your mind, man, and train your mind on different, different things in life, man, on different triggers, on, on attitude, on, you know, energy, all that stuff. So for me, it's just been a, I think it's a journey for everybody, but a lot of people don't even know it yet. So for me, I hit some, I guess, self-enlightening points in my life where I had to make some changes and it's been a great journey, man. It's not easy, but the struggle is real. And that's, that's kind of been new with me. And then <clears throat> just being a dad when I'm home and uh, trying to be creative too, man, and, and write new music and get out there and put smiles on people's faces while we're rocking out, right with, you know, with the band. Awesome. Now, uh, how long would you say you started this journey of, um, you know, working on the inside, you know, working on the mind and really trying to do that for yourself? It started probably in the late 2000s, like um, probably like 2007. I read that book, uh, The Four Agreements back then, 2006, 2007. And I was in a really dark place. <clears throat> um, and I needed some balance in my life. And that book just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks and kind of just got me out of my funk. Right on. So I would say <clears throat> that's when I can't kind of like sat back and acknowledged it and was like, I got to do something about this. And then, you know, you got your different struggles throughout the years. And then about 2017, 2018, I was like, dude, I, I got to start making changes because I, I can't even walk up a, a flight of stairs, bro, without heaving, you know what I mean? And huffing and puffing. So I was like, I need to, <clears throat> I need to really take this serious. I got kids that love me and it all goes hand in hand, man. It's not easy. So, yeah. Ho hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, <laughs> sure does, man. And, and, uh, you feel like this journey obviously is it's fulfilling, right? Cause you're feeling differences, right? You're feeling it internally and externally. Is it, you feel like it's just been uh, as beneficial as you had hoped it would be, or do you feel like, feel like you would. No, it's, it's amazing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. I just wish I would have did it all sooner. Um, <clears throat> but you know what, that's my life and that's my journey. And I gotta just be okay with, I can't control what I can't control. I can only control what I can do. Like, 
you know, <clears throat> we get so caught up. That's why people have anxiety, man. And they overthink and, and they're trying to be in control of certain things that they, that they have no control over. Like we can't control the weather, man. It's going to rain some days. You know what I mean? So true. Um, so it's like, get, get a badass umbrella, dude. I like that. Days. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, man. Yeah. It, and it's, it's funny, like how we can work on those things. Like kind of, you said you brought up earlier, like working on like triggers and things like that. Um, you know, do you find that that's been a challenge and are there still some, some challenges for you, like with triggers or anything like that? Uh, what? Well, yeah, man. I mean, <sighs> carelessness, um, procrastination, um, self-indulgence, um, those can all be like very, uh, detrimental to your health <clears throat> mentally and physically. So I always have to be aware of it. And, you know, there's days when you, when you fall off and you just like, oh man, I don't want to do shit. I don't want to do nothing. I want to be, <clears throat> you know, and then you're like, dude, you got to talk to yourself, like get the fuck up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then when you're done, <clears throat> then the end of the day, you're like, that was a pretty good day. I'm glad I did that. You know, it's, it's tough, man. I, I've never really had anxiety and there, and, and I have people in my life in my circles that, that have, have that. And it was really hard for me to comprehend. And everybody has their own struggle. So it's kind of like, <clears throat> for me, it's like, my struggles are different than other people's, but how can I be an encouragement to my fellow man in my circles? Just one person at a time, whether it's at the grocery store or, you know, just going for a walk in your neighborhood. That's where it starts. Just trying to be the best person that you can. And I, I've always gotten that energy from you, Jay. Like, no matter what, man, you've always been on that positive vibration, man. And that's why I think we've stayed friends as long as we have. Because I've had to weed a lot of people. I mean, we don't talk to each other daily or nothing. But, you know, you have those friends that when you see it, just bam, instant connection, good vibes. Yeah. And you're, and to me, you're one of those guys, man. And um, I, <clears throat> I think that all we can do is encourage each other, man, be a little bit of light in the darkness, man. Because the world can be a dark place if you let it. So true. And sometimes it takes us to come in and be like, let's hit the lighter on real quick. And let, let, what's up? What's going on in here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so true. What do you think it is? Like, why do you think it's hard for some people to, you know, turn that light on or be that light for people? You know, why do you think that is? Uh, I, I think a lot of people, because dude, there's a lot of contrived people out there. Mm. You know, there's a lot of phonies and fakes. I'm not saying I'm not one to judge anybody, but I think a lot of people can read between the bullshit and then they can see the sincerity and the transparency with people that are being, that are being real. Um, <clears throat> for me, like, it's funny because on my, on my socials, I just, I like to post a bunch of stuff, whether it's music stuff or, you know, encouraging memes or, and, you know, I'll get flack from some of my friends it's like, oh, you're the, you're the Mexican freaking Tony Robbins and shit, right? So, <laughs> so <clears throat> I sit there and I go, well, it's not like I, I sit there and plot what I'm going to post. It's something that I cross my, my, I 
I, it came up, it came along and I crossed it in my path, my journey, and it encouraged me. So if it encouraged me and helped me see things in a certain light, that's why for my followers on, on socials, I'll, I'll, you know what, it might do the same for them. And the funny thing is they may be the least liked post on my, on my social media, but when I don't do it, it's crazy. The people that come out of the woodworks are like, dude, your stuff helps me out, bro. And I'm like, really? And they're like, dude, don't stop posting that. Like I needed that today or whatever. And I'm just like, that's the only, that's the only reason I even do it. I ain't nobody's fucking guru. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to encourage and inspire people on a daily, whether it's as a musician or as a human being, dude. So that's just, that's just where my heart's at, dude. hundred percent. And I, I've felt that way about you ever since we first connected, you know, like, and that's the thing. And I, I feel the same way. I think that's why we've stayed in touch and just that energy, you know, that frequency and that vibration. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that's a real thing, you know, it's time brother. Do you find like sometimes when you talk about stuff like that, there are people who might not necessarily get it or think that's just some hippie stuff when we start talking about vibrations and vibes and stuff like that? Like, you know, you know, it's funny that you say that because there's people um, and it's happened a lot more when I was on the East Coast because they'll call me a, a West Coast hippie. <laughs> And they're like, dude, you're like a West Coast hippie motherfucker and you <laughs> digging your feet in the sand. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> and you know what I said? I don't deny it. I go, hey, yeah, there's some truth to that, dude. If I'm a hippie to you, then so be it. I can't control what your what your perception of right. who you think I am is. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I get that a lot. Like, because, you know, I'm in a band that gets a lot of that, that got the, the, the Christian stigma. Mm -hmm. And, oh, that's that Christian man. And it used to bother me because that's one piece of who we are uh, as a band. It's not the whole pie, <clears throat> but a lot of people just see that. And it's kind of like, it's so shallow and so narrow-minded. Um, <clears throat> and like, they don't even, they just, or, or they just think of the songs that were on the radio. Like, they don't know the depth of the band, how we, how we mess with like punk rock or, or hardcore and we flirt with reggae and and we mess we mess with a lot of different genres because that's what has influenced us and what 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 gives us like you know what gives us power dude as a band like that's what we love so <clears throat> it's funny man because i used to get so upset like oh there's more to our band than just that and then and, and as i gotten older i was like hey you know what if that's your connection to my band Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. The downside to that is there's people that will never listen to my band because of that. Mm -hmm. But I can't control that either. Right. You know, so I just have learned as I've gotten older, I'm just like, you know what? Whoever's meant to listen and get what we do, then they're, they're the ones that are meant to listen to it. You know what I mean? And I can't control the, it goes the same for what people think of me. Like, oh, you're a hippie, bro. You know? vibrations and power you know and also like <clears throat> well you know what dude you can take it however you want but i'm here for you as a friend if you ever need me to be an ear or if you need to talk and it's not even that i'm trying to prove anything it's just that's how i feel and that's how i believe and it's all about the positive energy and, and trying to spread good vibes man 
on all fronts to my family members, to, you know, people that I had relationships with that I'm no longer in, you know, <clears throat> they would say, oh, you're always so positive. Or you're always giving me that positive. Shit. Yeah, because it's real to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm trying to shove it down your throat. It's like I'm trying to have you look because you train your mind to see the good a lot in bad situations. And obviously within reason, but dude, like there's a lot of haters out there. Yeah. There's just, there just is. And no matter <clears throat> what you say or what you do, you're not going to change their mind. So why even, why even worry about it? You know? Absolutely. So and you're right. That's where that PMA comes in because like all we can do is control our perception of our reality of what we're experiencing. Exactly. I think people have some people that I've encountered just have a hard time with it. So I can align with you on the fact that like, there's people who are like, why are you so nice? They don't understand it, you know, or like it just, it's a feeling within the individual. Well, a lot of it, a lot of it is upbringing and a lot of it is, they say, dude, so whether it's entrepreneurial or spiritual or energy, surround yourself with people with like-minded like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for <clears throat> that are like-minded right. and, and have the same passions and the same views. Like, you know, if it's going to rub off on you, if you hang out with people that are negative all the time, you're going to end up being a negative person. If you sit around and hang around with people that are trying to make money and hustle and they're doing their thing and they're, they're the entrepreneurs you're going to eventually start making money because you're going to have your own ideas. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. hundred percent. And, and <clears throat> I, I feel that way when it comes to energy, man. And it's so weird, especially like in music, people are like so competitive and it's like, dude, we're all in the same game here. <laughs> yeah. You know, whether you like to see it or not, whether you're singing about something conscious or not at the, at the, at the, at the end dude of at all, dude, we're, <clears throat> we're all doing the same thing. We're performing and whether you like to see it or not, that's a form of entertainment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and, <clears throat> so right. it's a trip, dude. I just like <laughs> when people get it, they get it. When they don't, you're just like, yeah, man, whatever. But I, I, I used to get hung up on that stuff and be like, oh man. And then I get, oh man, I'm, I'm stooping down to their level. They're making me angry. They're making me mad. I can't do that. You know? So yeah, dude, that, that's it. Life's beautiful, man. You got to take it one day at a time and uh, enjoy every bit of it, man. Because what happens is you don't know if you're going to have another day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Truth. Truth. So, yeah, I hear that one. I, I recently, uh, the beginning of this year, I lost my mom and that was hard, you know? So it's like this whole transition of like learning to live my life without my best friend, you know? And, mm -hmm. and it's true, you know? And, the world is a different place. So I, you know, couldn't really see her all that much. And then, so, you, you know, you learn to really value each of those moments that you do have with somebody, you know? <clears throat> yeah, man. I'm sorry, by the way. Oh, um, thank you. You know, but I will say this. Um, she would want you to live your best life, man. And uh, she's the one that was the mother and gave you life. dude. So mm -hmm. do that in her honor, bro. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. You have no idea. I've got her picture, you know, hanging out with me all the time and just, uh, you know, I think of her often. So, and that's the thing I always think about, like, you know, she was always so excited about any of my musical adventures and, 
you know, anything that I was creative, she was always all about it. And she's the one who instilled in me that, that love and that good energy. So that's awesome, man. You know, and dude, I, I'm a big believer, you know, call it corny, whatever. I, I feel that they, they still, they still hover, man. And, and, and they still, they still look down upon us, bro. So absolutely, you know, <laughs> excuse me. That was the whole concept behind our satellite record, dude, which is actually uh 20th year anniversary this year. Man. Um, Amazing. And uh, that album satellite was basically think about the concept of a satellite hovering and, you know, beaming down, uh, you know, past loved ones that have gone on ancestors. I believe the stars, man, all that stuff is, you know, you can say, Oh, your friends, the same friends. Oh man, you hippie. That's some hokey pokey stuff or whatever. Say, like, Hey man, I'm all about it. <clears throat> Whether you call it angels, demons, good energy, bad energy, ghosts, whatever the hell you want. It's there, dude. For sure. And, and, <laughs> you know, we're just, we're just embodiments. We have spirits and souls inside of us, bro. So it doesn't just go away, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no way. No, sir. I couldn't agree more, man. You know, it's that, you know, the law of thermal dynamics, right? Energy can't be destroyed or created. It just kind of shifts around and moves, man. Exactly. And I love that about satellite, you know, that's like such a great concept when you, when you break it down to that, just beaming down, man. Yeah. Gosh. 20 years. That just blew my mind when you said that. <laughs> I know. Wow. It's like, damn, man. That's wow. I'm st and we're still doing it. That's the yes, you are. Thing, it's kind of, it's like, damn, we're getting up into the almost 30 years as a band. It's amazing. And it's great. I love how you said, like, you, you know, you legitimately pull in all of those influences, you know, and like, I mean, everything from the reggae to the hardcore. I mean, you think about even just the guest spots that have been on there, you know, like it's just <laughs> yeah. like mind blowing. <clears throat> yeah, dude. I mean, the, the first major one that we got was on the satellite record, uh, HR dude. <clears throat> when we got HR back then, you know, nine, you know, freaking 2000, 2001, that was an accomplishment in itself for us as a band. Cause we were like, damn, let's see if we can get HR. Like, I mean, he's like, he's iconic. That band's iconic. Everything about that band's amazing. And we were able to get him on a, on a punk rock song on that album. So, and then we went <clears throat> for the reggae legend, Ika Mouse. So it's like, you know, if you think about that overall vibration and spectrum, dude, it's like back then, Bands weren't doing collabs, but we were doing that because we're big hip hop fans. Mm -hmm. So when we hit up Atlanta, Atlantic Records about it, they were like, what? What rock band wants another singer or another person to be on their song? It's like, <laughs> we do. But they're like, who do you guys think you are, hip hop? And we're like, exactly. We we're, we want to cross that. We're not a hip hop group, but there's elements of that in our band. So like, we want to get that. Dude. Even 2018, The Awakening, we got... We dude, got Lou. Lou! Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <clears throat> Pretty rad, dude. Um, Mike Muir from Suicidal. Yep. Um, Paige Hamilton, Helmet. Um, dude, a lot of East Coast, a lot of you East Coasters, man. And, and it's crazy because we never thought we made that connection with them type of, of musicians and artists because we we're, you know, from SoCal and you know, we've always looked up to a lot of the hardcore bands and post-hardcore bands. And we were like, damn, man. And that was a big influence on us. 
and we grew up in a in a in a punk rock hardcore scene in San Diego, like Unbroken, Forced Down, The Amenity, yeah. and there was all that stuff going on. And we grew up in that scene, and so we appreciated a ton of that. So when we put out Southtown, I didn't really understand the effect that it had on a lot of these musicians. Like you know, talking to Capone many years ago, he was like, "Dude, when Southtown dropped, we were just like." shit this is like this is like our kind of shit right here you know and i was like thanks man because i mean that's kind of what we what we were you know influenced by do the same shit you guys were all doing you know what i mean so um it, it's just it's just that's that's why we do it man you know from modest yahoo to you know it's just for us too a lot of it is a responsibility too man to our listener like a lot of these kids just know us from the radio. So it's like, if they dig deep into the band, they can see like, who is this guy, you know? And, and whether they like it or not, they just, they just met or through our song or listened for the first time to a legend. They had nothing, they had known, they had no inclination about dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's pretty dope. And that's why we do it too, man. We're never going to stop being fans of music, dude. And I think a lot of people, when they get into a band or have success, they, they kind of act like they're above it all. And it's like weird to me because I'm like, we all started yeah, like music. We all started in the same place, fans, watching other people play. That's just how it all began, you know? It's a trip. Dude, I love it. I couldn't, have, I couldn't have said it any better, man. You're right. And I love that you're so real, man. You're like a fan of music and a fan of bands first. Like, that's so cool. You know, people don't get that when you're playing music from the heart and the soul and you care about that. Like even the guests that are on all those records, I think the biggest thing for me is like, it goes back to what you're saying. It's just that vibe, man. It's all good vibrations, man. Like those, all those guests all have something positive with what they do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, man. And it's funny. Cause I just went to punk in the park, uh, about a week ago in orange county and you know no effects lag wagon authority zero a bunch of punk rock bands and it was fun man i went i was vip through a brewery but i went as a fan and there was no wi-fi so jefe from no effects was trying to hit me up but we couldn't get a hold of each other because there's no nothing no service so when i'm finally driving home he was like, dude, I have some wristbands for you, dude. I'm glad I didn't get you into the show and backstage. And I'm all, it's all good. You guys killed it. I ended up going in a mosh pit. I haven't been in one since I was a kid. I saw that footage. <laughs> <laughs> and and people, people were tripping on me. And I was like, dude, I don't care. I'm always going to be a fan of music, bro. So it's like, I mean, my body was telling me something different, <laughs> but that's when I was driving home, I was like, damn, my shoulder, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, so I went to my chiropractor. He's like, how old are you, dude? And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And he's all, what are you doing? I'm like, I know my, my inner youth just came out and just took over. <laughs> but you know, it just, it's just like, dude, bottom line is we're all fans of music regardless, whether you're on the stage or in the crowd, man. hundred percent. Do you remember your first show ever that you ever went to? Yeah, man. It was, uh, in San Diego, they have a classic rock station, uh, KGB one one They had 
some weird thing with the classic, they were the classic rock station, but at night on Sundays or Saturdays, I don't remember the day, but they would have a two hour metal show and it was called metal metal shop. And I won these tickets to go see Testament sabotage and death angel. Dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was my first like metal show. Wow. And I was a huge Testament fan and Sabotage fan. Hall of the Mountain King was my shit back then. Like yeah. the guitar player, rest in peace. He passed away. But him and Alex Skolnick at the time, I was just like, damn. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> I got I took my cousin with me, got two tickets. And we freaking, we, we rocked out, dude. We were like the youngest kids in there, man. It seemed like <laughs> at the time. Man. So then many years later, I'm in uh, Nova Rock in Austria and we're staying in the same hotel. It was like a hotel cottage thing because it's like European style. And it was just us and Testament, dude. And, I, and I'll never forget, I, we were all hanging out on a courtyard board because it was like a little office, a festival with like a little town nearby, but there was nothing to do. So we were always, you could hear everybody in different rooms and then you're like, see people kicking in the courtyard and there's Alex Skolnick, dude. And, and I was just like, dude, you have no idea. Like, <laughs> you know, crazy story. And then the bass player was like, dude, I live in this neighborhood that, you, that, that I used to live in for like eight years. And he was like, yeah, I still live there. I'm like, what? Small world, man. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Testament, sabotage, death angel, first show. Jeez, right out the gate. Yeah. <laughs> Well, first, wait a minute. First, like, big show. Like, it was at the California Theater. I had gone to a lot of, like, you know, hardcore punk rock shows sure, in, garages, sure. in garages or at, at the university or something like that. I, I never, I'm talking my first, like, big show. Right. Like Arena Rock. <laughs> yeah. It was right. a theater. Right. Uh, but, you know, big ass sound system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was like damn <laughs> and what do you remember that feeling that like just that feeling everything inside and around you oh well i mean i was a kid and i knew that that's i started playing guitar at 13 so i knew that that's what i wanted to do was play music so it just it just lit that fire in my in, in me dude and it just made me want to want to do it that much more you know and obviously do it, do it my way. You know what I mean? Um, which weird, weird enough, man. I, we were just talking about this, a friend of mine and I, it's like, I, we struck gold right away. I was only in like two bands before I ever made it. So a lot of guys, you know, jump from band to band and band. And, and I was like, dude, I started in a, in a punk rock band called chicken farm. It was the Dead Kennedy song <clears throat> and um, went from that and started my own band. It was a thrash metal band, kind of like Sepultura meets Slayer. And I sang and was screaming and rah, rah, while I play guitar. And that had Wove, the original drummer from P.O.D. in it. And we were called Eschatos. Eschatos. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And at the, at the time, it, eschatology was the study of the end of the world, right? So... Um, we thought it was a cool name, whatever. But, uh, and then after that, we just kind of, there was a scene growing in our hometown 
a band an amenity uh i'm not sure if you're familiar with them but they they were a hardcore straight edge band and they they kind of did this morph before rage they got this brother to rap over their hardcore music and they were called house of suffering <clears throat> and that was bad brain song obviously yeah. and you know they would pack out garages people hanging from the thing and it was just everyone singing you know this is a struggle it was this sick scene man and it inspired me and love and we we're like dude that's the stuff right there they're mixing rap with freaking hardcore music you know and they make songs and and we were like that's that's what we need to do so i'm i ended up going over to still playing guitar but just doing background screaming and stuff and then at some point sunny wolf's cousin was a rapper sunny and he was rapping with a bunch of friends and he ended up coming to practice we asked him you know it was kind of like a therapeutic thing too because his mom had passed when he was 19 and wolf thought you know it'd be kind of cool to have my cousin you know jump in with us give him an outlet you know and and then we wrote our first song in his garage and then we started playing a a, a local club here called soma oh yeah <clears throat> it was the first version of soma it be it, it moved three times mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you know fugazi played there you know the boredom just like all these different bands for san diego and they had a place called the dungeon the dungeon if you got 100 people to say your name the owner of the club would put you on a main stage show so <clears throat> we played with brutal truth awesome <laughs> and then we played with the boredoms from japan oh. and then we did it a couple more times and we we played twice with green day wow yeah green day lookout records green day we were at one of we were at the show where they got signed by warner brothers and that's when dookie came after that and our lives would have been even more different then because the guy from Warner Brothers was like, dude, I, I would even think about signing you guys. But he didn't understand the message that Sonny was putting forth. Gotcha. If he did, we probably would have came out before Rage. Wow. Think, think about that. Dude. <laughs> so that's pretty, that's pretty crazy if you, if you think about it, dude. Yeah. 91, 92. Man. It's like... And you know, we won't, we wouldn't, who knows what happened. We, we might not even be a band today. You know what I'm saying? We were so young. Um, but yeah, dude, that, and that's how we just start, you know, just like every other band, but selling CDs from our van and let's go to, we got a show in Vegas. We got a show in, you know, Phoenix. We got a show in North, North, Northern California. Then we just kept going and they just kept growing. We would just show up and like, damn dude it went from 20 people to 300 people you know to you know a tuesday night in detroit in a suburb of detroit 900 people and atlantic showing up and going dude you guys are from san diego in a suburb of detroit and there's 900 people here and we're like crazy let's go to denny's they took us to denny's dude because it was a, a suburb in the middle of nowhere and next thing you know, we got signed to freaking, we got signed Atlantic, man. Wow. 
and we had sold 50,000 records on our own out of the van. Just man shows and stuff. The, the old days, man. <laughs> was that, was that Brown or was that the first one that snuffed the punk? It was both of them. Both. Wow. 50,000 together. But yeah. Dude, that's still, that's and insane. So they, yeah. For an indie band, no, you know, just selling it at shows and just kind of doing it like that. Yeah. Wow. So we, we I always tell people we're, we're kind of like the, the true American dream. You know, you had Apple, IBM, they all started in garage. Well, we're like that garage band, dude. We started in a garage too. <laughs> so. Man, that's awesome. And, so that happens and like what's the what's the overall vibe like what do you what are you all feeling like at that moment in time do you well if we didn't see promise and see like we would come home each and you know we'd split it four ways we, we'd come up with wads of cash like this thick and you know because we because we, we made a conscious decision like hey man we we need to we need to quit our jobs and you know trey was an electrician sonny had a good job at a grocery store I was I was working at um, Hot Topic. Hey, <laughs> yeah, and you know, just just doing all that. They wanted me to be a manager, and I was like, "Dude, I'm I can't. I gotta go. I gotta tour and stuff." Yeah. Um. So with all that being said, like we we saw promise. We saw the shows growing. We saw finances were being met with merch, and you know the guarantees were going up just from us doing it on our own. Right. And, um, uh, we, we wouldn't have done it. I don't think we would have done any of that if we didn't see the promise. Right. Because you'd be like, well, dude, we went back to, there's three people now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For sure. So it was like, wow. Well, we, and then that's what Atlantic did. They were like, it's all numbers. It's a music business for sure. called that for a reason. They're like, if these kids are doing this with, with, like on their own imagine if we put some backing behind them and you know and then that's when fundamental element well first we did the warriors ep which came out on tooth and nail and that was a, a limited edition sold it sold out real quick um in atlantic the irene our guy was like hey man let's do that first while you guys write your new record and uh and then fundamental elements of south town only we didn't have radio. It was MTV, bro. MTV helped us out yeah. and we just toured our asses off. And, uh, we basically were TRL. Our fans were just calling in, dude. And that's what got us where we were, man. It was our fan base. So that's awesome. You know, we are gracious and thankful dude to our, to our fan base to this day, man. So awesome. So, I love that, man. That's so good. But but now you see them bringing their kids and their kids are rocking POD shirts. And it's just like, it's, I call it the Metallica effect. It's like your kids, kids are going to the shows now. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It just kind of, so I, we see at our shows now, I'm like, man, trippy. You'll see older people in their seventies at our show. You'll see, you know, a whole family at our show because, oh, dude, I, I was at that show and I've been your fan ever since. Now I got my kids. I'm bringing them to your shows. I'm like, awesome dude <laughs> you know so they our fan base grew up with us i love that so it must feel good just kind of having that energy out there and just kind of you know definitely blessed man definitely blessed not taking any of it for granted oh i wouldn't i wouldn't think that way definitely not of you or, or the rest of the guys <laughs> 
what are some things maybe you do on the road? Do you think like you ever out there just getting tired and just like need, like, what do you do for like mental recess? I go on my bunk and I read. Nice. What you reading? And (laughs) it just depends, man. Um, A lot of times it's a recommendation from somebody. Um, Sometimes it's, you know, it just depends, man. Like, what was I reading on this last tour? Uh, Young Pueblo's book, Clarity and Connection, I believe it's called. Great book. Right on. Um, His first book I read was called Inward. And uh, if if you're a reader and, and you want something cool to read, I would read Inward and then Clarity and Connection or Connection and Clarity. I might be getting them twisted with young y-u-n-g pueblo nice. that's what i was reading on this tour and then and you know on previous tours like just just do recommendations like if you're like hey mark you, you should read this book I'll, 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 I'll write it down and then i'll i'll get to a store because i like to i like the the old school paperback or hardback and just have it in my bunk pocket right there and <laughs> i break it out that or I like to just go for a walk or, you know, around the neighborhood, man, you know, and just kind of sit down at a coffee shop with the locals that, that I do that. I like doing that in Europe a lot too. Like I'm up, I'm, I'm the breakfast guy in the band and everyone sleeps in. <laughs> I'll get up, go get a coffee. I'll find, I'll look on, oh, there's a cafe here in town. I'm going to walk over there sit down have caffeine usually i start um, maybe i meet some people sometimes it's chill next thing you know you're you're i met a new friend at the coffee shop dude <laughs> well it's uh some of the other things like you're if you had to like share like a reading list of like some maybe some books that you feel like people should check out or like maybe some stuff that people don't even think you're into you know some things that maybe hmm. shaped you um let me see here. The Alchemist is amazing. I don't know if you've read that book. Right on. Um, that book's awesome. Uh, the Prophet. Yeah. From K- Khalil Gar- Garbrin or whatever. That's a great book. Um, obviously, The Four Agreements. Um, those are the type of books that that I, that I like, man, I guess it's weird. Like, and then I, I'll get somebody, hey, you should read this one because they know that I, they'll know that I've read the old, those books that I just said. And like, I read uh John Joseph's book, uh, the, the PMA effect, um, I'm in Europe last couple of years ago, just random dude. I, I just, I'm always looking for something new. And sometimes I'll just pick up something at the Barnes and Noble. If I'm just, bored and i've got a coffee and i look around uh, this looks interesting you know but those books right there kind of the four agreements is always going to be a book that i because of how it helped me that i'm always going to recommend right and you know the backstory there with the toltec indians and they were artists and poets you know from mexico so it's pretty cool to me there just culturally. Yeah. So it's like, and, you know, when I tell people, some people just can't grasp the agreements. That's too hard. They already give up as soon as I, I go, look, I get it. 
but there's some of those agreements are so fucking awesome, dude. Like, you know, speak with integrity, never speak against yourself, and, you know, stuff like that. It's like, dude, you know how many people do that? It's like, yeah, dude, it's just a great book. The concept's amazing. So. Isn't it fascinating that like some of this old ancient knowledge, right. Or that we consider old and ancient knowledge is just so forward thinking and yet it doesn't age. It's timeless. Yeah. But dude, there's too many people that just want to shut it out. It's really weird to me, man. Do you think that especially in modern society or modern times with such a dependency it seems at times on technology for entertainment or distraction. Like, what do you think it is? Well, you got to have an open heart and an open mind because nobody's going to hear anything if they don't have that. Right. Um, obviously there's always going to be distraction, especially now with technology, but it's like the alcoholic that is in denial. They're never going to get help because they're in denial and they don't want they don't feel they have a problem. So they're never going to find help for a problem to, that doesn't exist in their head, which the people that are in their circles are like, dude, that guy needs help. Right. So the first step in that whole thing um, is and just using this as an analogy, as, as an example, um, you have to acknowledge your, you know, your problem and, and basically own up to it before you can grow. That's in anything. And I think it's that way, even with listening to music, people have to have an open mind and open heart to be able to accept and receive it. A lot of people don't even want to give it that time. Oh, I don't like that. Or I'm not going to read that book. Those, those agreements are too, um, that's not real, dude. I can't do that. It's hard. I'm like, okay, whatever. But if you have an open heart and open mind, you're going to receive it, right? So, and then when you receive it, you can actually practice what you read into existence. Anyone can read a book, but they're just words until you actually put it forth in your life, right? So, how do you think people can open up their hearts more to things? What would would help? Oh, that's a that's a whole. <laughs> that's a whole, I guess, learning experience in itself as a, as a person, you got to acknowledge that you're being open. Like, okay, perfect. Another perfect example, bro. Like you get your heart broken, right? In a relationship. Well, your walls and your guards up. And when you start meeting other people and you're like, well, fuck. And it's fine. You can't throw caution in the wind, but to really truly love again and open your heart to someone new, you're going to have to open yourself up and open your heart again. Right. It's the same thing with a lot of things in life to me. That's just my opinion. But a lot of people just have their eyes covered, bro, or they have walls up and you got to make a conscious decision to be like, you know what? I need to give this person a chance. They're freaking awesome. I like them. Why am I pushing them away? You know what I'm saying? 100%. Or why am I um, not? My buddy told me to read this book. Why am I not reading it? I should give it a chance. Well, like when you know when people send you a bunch of music, hey, listen to it. 
a lot of times it's just being able to sit down and make a conscious decision to sit down, shut everything else out and listen. To me, that's that just that goes all the way across the board, man. It's not just one thing. Right. That's in everything. That's in communication. That's in responsibilities. That's in life, dude. So that's how I think you have to you have to make a conscious effort, conscious decision to open up your heart and open up your mind if you want to grow as a person, dude. So that's and it's challenging, like you said, for a lot of people, you know because of whether they've been hurt before in the past or, you know, upbringing, things like that, you know? Um, well, dude, for, for instance, I, I have, a, I'm, I'm not too proud to say it, but I, I have a life coach. It's basically a, uh, a certified educated friend. <laughs> right on. You know, they don't tell you what and how to do things. They just give you perspective on why maybe that's not the best decision or what, what are you going to benefit from that? Or is that really a good thing for you as a person? And when you look at things like that, you're just like, huh. Usually we just kind of go. Now you're actually thinking about, okay, makes sense. A previous therapist I had back in the day, he was like, I'm not here to tell you what's right or wrong. I'm here to help put the cards on the table to help you figure out what's best for you. That's all learning right there, bro. Like, and that's how I feel it's been part of my journey up to where I'm at now and why I have the outlook I have and, and why I see the world and why I see people the way I do, dude. It's like, I'm by no chance. Like I said earlier, I am nobody's fucking guru, man, but I can be a good person, try to be the best person I can be. And if anything, I know what I want to do. I want to inspire and encourage my fellow man, dude. And if I can do that, then I'm good. Whether it's in music, whether it's in vibrations, or whether it's in uh, friendship, dude. You know what I mean? Absolutely know what you mean. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool, man. Dude, I love it. I love it. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that, man. That's uh, I'm sharing a lot of personal stuff, man. That means a lot. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, I'm not sure. You got to be able to come to terms with it and be open with it if you're not if if you intend to grow you know what i mean 100 percent. i what i think for me anyway i learned a lot from you know from one of my therapists uh you know and then i was away from therapy for a while and then once once my mom got sick i knew i needed to go right back and so i started really learning more about myself again and just like you know finding that safe passage in life but being able to look at things a little bit more clearly and trying to yeah. wipe away anything that's in there um so i think it's such obviously there's a stigma around you know mental health and the care of i mean what do you think is a really good practice for people that you know they should maybe implement when they're not sure what to do or how to feel does that make sense like like some people like, no I well, first things first, you got to be able to have that open heart to acknowledge that maybe you could use a little bit of uh, encouragement yourself or help. Right. The, the, the biggest lie is when I've asked people that I when I've told people that we're going through some heavy shit. I said, dude, maybe you should think about uh, seeing a therapist. I don't know, cognitive therapy or I'll even just get a life coach or whatever. 
And depending on the person, a lot of times they do therapies for weak people. And, and I'm like, what? I don't think so, dude. If anything, that's like, uh, if you were a video game, that's your power up, dude. You know what I mean? I like that. If you're playing a game, it's like, yo, I was, I was in, I was low on power. This helped me power up to fight the next battle, dude. So, and I'm, I'm going nerd there because I'm a, I'm a gamer. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but, but. It's the truth, man. The mind is, the mind is, is like a muscle dude. It needs to be trained. It needs to be, it needs to be worked out, dude. Just like your bicep does, dude. You know what I mean? Or your abs. Yeah. How are you going to get it stronger if you don't do nothing about it? You got to do push-ups. You got to do crunches. You know what I'm saying? For sure. It's the same thing. And to kind of answer your question, that, that would be, that would be the first thing is, being open to challenging yourself as an individual to not see it as a weak thing, but to see it as progress, not perfection to be able to grow and become a better person. I love that. Why is it so important for you? Like to be a better person? Like, where do you get that inspiration from? Like, what is it inside you inside Marcos that says, I want to be a better human being every day. Well, you only get shot. You only get one shot at life, bro. And the most valuable thing in life is, is, is time. And you can either waste your time being negative and uh, moping and depressed and, and, and whatever and whatnot. Or you can put your energy in living, loving, learning and progressing and, and trying to be that better person so that you can have a better quality of life. But those are your, that's, that's the individual's choice, man. It's, it's, you have to make that conscious decision. It's like when you get up in the morning, I go work out at 5 a.m. in the morning. I get up at five to be at a six o'clock class. There's, when you watch a boxer or watch an MMA fighter, nobody sees all the hard work they put into it before they get into that fight, right? There's a lot of no lights and glory going on before you get to that to that ring, dude. Right. It's the same shit. Get up, oh man, for my health, I gotta go do this. You gotta have that mentality with bettering yourself, mind, body, spirit, and soul, dude. And that's what I know I need to do. Because if I don't. We've all been in dark places in our lives. The dark will consume you, dude. And once you get too deep in the hole, dude, it's hard to get out of. So, you know, because there's a saying that says like people that think positively don't have, they, they don't, it's not that, they, yeah, it's not that they don't have negative thoughts. They do. They just make decisions based on how can I do this in a, the best way possible moving forward to progress in a good way, you know, not sit in the negativity. Anyways, like I said, I'm not anybody's guru. <laughs> I just, that's what works for me, dude. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's a lot of positive energy. And I don't have it all figured out. It's just 
I'm learning as I go, bro. And um, you never know. You, you daily we're learning from different things that we that we go through or some connection that we made through somebody. And we're like, man, I never saw it like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and to give you a good one, a story. Uh, one of my every time I see him, I don't talk to him on a daily, but I've had a connection with Mr. Carlos Santana. I'm not trying to name drop, but he's a very spiritual being and I'll never forget what he told me. He said, hey, I'm in my late 60s, and this is going to sound really simple what I'm about to say to you, but a lot of people have a hard time grasping it. But it's true. And it came to me at my age. You're either happy or you're stupid. Ooh. And I said, well, yeah, he goes, well, think about that. Because we are all in control of our decisions that we make. We are all in control who we're going to suffer for or what we're going to suffer for. He goes, that's your decision. That's our decision. We make those decisions. We choose to suffer. We choose to do certain things. You're either happy or you're stupid. <laughs> and I, it's, that's what I'm saying. You, you get these little gems from <laughs> random places in life and it's like, wow. You know? Dude. So. Wow. And what do you think that for all of humanity, right? All of, you know, however this all works, is it one, one feeling, one vibration, one consciousness, right? If, if everybody's thinking negative, is that why, or if they're only choosing to see the negative, that, that that's all they're going to feel. That's all they, exactly. that's all they're going to experience. I love that. You're either happy or you're stupid. <laughs> it's and he even he even he even set it up like with me like look this is gonna sound bizarre this is gonna sound like what he's all it sounds super simple right but people they don't get it at least they don't live it right. they and he's right because we all choose make our decisions everything in life is a decision bro yeah so What's yeah. your decision? You know what, man? To uh, to inspire and encourage my fellow man, dude, in any which way I can, dude. Like, uh, whether it's music, whether it's friendship, um, whether it's in, in a human, any in any human form that I can help somebody out. And, it, and, it, and it's not even by working at something. It's just interaction. Like Carlos Santana telling me that that's how you learn. And you're like, dude, let me sit on that. You think about that. Or you read something like the young, the young Pueblo books. Yeah. Awesome, dude. And you read those. I highly recommend you follow him on Instagram, dude. All right. He's uh, done. He's awesome. So, um, yeah, dude, that that's pretty much where I'm at. And awesome. Just uh, trying to write a new POD record. Hopefully it comes out in 2022 and um, can't wait to get back out on the stage again. Um, you know, it's all energy there. You feed off the energy. And on this past tour, we, we celebrated 20 years of satellite. We did a tour playing the record from front to back. And it was so great to see all the smiling faces every night. I get on the mic and just say, Look at all them beautiful smiles, mm. man. That's why we do this. You know, like, thank you. Without you, there is no POD. But those smiles to me mean 
a lot because we are feeding off of each other and our music and this band is causing you, even if it's just for that moment, happiness, dude. Mm. So I love that. Pretty cool. I love that. So how, how far along into the, the writing are you? Well, we're in the infant stage. Oh, right big on. time. Totally. Just demos and, and ideas and stuff, but nice. we're definitely working on it. There's definitely a vibe and an energy moving forward on what we're, what we're trying to accomplish on this next album. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear it, man. I'm psyched. Dude, Circles was great. I loved Circles. You know that. I told you that. Oh, thanks, man. We're working with the same producers. Oh, okay. Uh, awesome. Yeah. They're from Oregon. Um, they're called their their production names Heavy. Yes. The Heavy. They work with like Young Blood, um, Sublime with Rome, the Dirty Heads, um, us. Uh who else? Just a bunch of random, uh, oh, the, the the lovely band or the band lovely, whatever. Damn, they've worked with a lot of different artists. So um they they get what we're going for. And that record was definitely the vibe we were trying to put forth in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. I thought it was great. I uh so, I appreciate you and I appreciate you and your time and everything, man, uh, that you've given and you've just, you continue to give. So just know that it means a lot to me. All love, man. And thank you for having me, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, final thoughts, anything you want to give to the world or you would like, if somebody listens in, uh, we've got some good reading recommendations. Uh, is there anything last nugget of motivation? Uh you know, one of the things that was told to me today by a friend who called me just to just to check in and let me know that he loves me as a friend. And, you know, he's a good buddy of mine for many years. He's just a, a wonderful spirit. And um, we were talking about relationships and how some have come and, come and gone. And uh, I said, oh, that that relationship, didn't. it's over now. It didn't work out. You know, it is what it is. And he's all. You can't hold a good man down, bro. So I'm going to leave you with that. You can't hold a good man down. <laughs> I love it. That's what I'm saying. You, you live in and you go through life and these little gems come at you and you're like, heck yeah, bro. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. you, brother. Well, let's be in touch, man. And, uh, uh, maybe we'll do this again some sometime in the future, bro. I would love that, man. Thank you so much, Marcos. Okay, brother. There you have it. Thank you so much to Marcos. What a wonderful human being. Now I'm sure you can understand why I love that man so much. I cannot thank you enough, Marcos, for such a wonderful conversation. It was great to connect with Marcos uh, on so many levels. <laughs> so. I'm grateful for you all listening. We heard some really wonderful reading recommendations. We heard about Inward, and we also heard about Clarity and Connection by Young Pueblo. Young, Y-U-N-G, for those of you who are listening to the podcast, I'm going to be sure to check out those two books by Young Pueblo, Inward and Clarity and Connection, two separate books. Inward is one, Clarity and Connection is the other. So I'm going to check those out. And we also heard about a book which is in this house right now, The Four Agreements by Miguel Ruiz. I cannot say enough good stuff about that book as well. So uh, awesome reading recommendations. Thank you, Marcos. 
for that. Uh, once again, POD celebrating the 20th anniversary of their Platinum Award winning Satellite album, one of my favorite records. And again, POD working on some new material. So I'm excited to check it out and to hear it. So I know it'll be great when it does come out. Thank you all so much for listening. If you're watching this, be sure to hit that like button, which is that thumbs up, as you know. Subscribe to the channel if you dig it. Maybe comment below. Let me know what your thoughts are. Maybe add to the conversation. Let us know some of your reading recommendations as well as some of your listening recommendations, right? Because music, art, creativity, it's all a wonderful, beautiful thing. So hit that notification bell too. Be sure to get notified when a new episode comes out. You can find us on Instagram at i itd.jcosta as well as on Twitter at itd underscore jcosta again thank you all so much for coming with us as we seek light on this wonderful journey into the deep I wish you all love and light take care of one another and keep thinking for yourself